Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros. Gary Sanchez. Brad. You're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. Yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now, 4D Sports. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of 4D Sports. Again, I know we're doing these things kind of intermittently, especially this year with no Valley League Baseball to speak of being played. But an article was written in the Stanton News Leader by Patrick Height on the Appalachian League, which Major League Baseball has taken from a minor league to now a summer wooden bat league like the Valley Baseball League. And um, I know Patrick Height through another podcast I do in covering high school sports here in the Stanton, Augusta, and Waynesboro area. So I wanted to bring him on to talk about that and share that here with the 40 sports listeners who maybe don't listen to the Yak Sports podcast or aren't familiar with the Stanton newsletter because they don't live in the Stanton area because this is something that's truly going to impact the Valley League, I think, on a pretty big level. And Patrick... Uh, first off, thanks for joining me on here. And I just want to ask you, when you were writing this article, what was the takeaway you got from the people you were able to speak to from the Valley League? Uh, well, thanks for having me on, Joe. Um, you, you know, I, I think cautiously optimistic. Uh, I, I talked to, I, I focused on the two teams that, that are in our coverage area, mm-hmm. uh, the Stanton Braves and the Waynesboro Generals. And I talked to, uh, to Lance Mock, who is the team president for Stanton. And uh, Tyler Hoffman is the, uh, the general manager in Waynesboro. And, and they both seem to feel like while, while this will have some impact, they didn't, they didn't give me the impression that they were really concerned for the, for the league, um, that you know, this might put the league out of business or, or at least really, really lessen the product. Um, and so, you know, you, you never know. Obviously, that's their job and their team. They're, they're not going to come on and say it's over. <laughs> we're, right, we're, right. We're going down the tubes. But, but, and and they gave me some good reasons for that, right? So, so Tyler said he really thought that if you look at what Major League Baseball wants to do with the Appalachian League, it's focus on freshmen and sophomore. So, so really that's, that's players who've never played college baseball more. Mm-hmm. So what they're looking at is, is players who have just graduated from high school, didn't get drafted or maybe didn't get drafted as, as high as they had wanted to and didn't sign. And so they're going to get those players in there. And then they're going to get the players who have just finished their freshman year. And, um, and, and then Lance told me that they're really, they're looking at not only those younger players, but also the higher level players, the players who you really think are going to get drafted high um, the players who who have all the tools to be a great player and, and just maybe need a, a little, you know, a, a little work with with um, some some coaches um, and, and they could be at that level. And that's in both in both Lance and, and Tyler told me, you know, that's never really where the Valley League has been. Um, obviously, they take some sophomores, mm-hmm. uh, some players who have just finished their freshman year of, of college. But I looked at after talking to both of them, I just out of curiosity went back and looked. And if you look at both Stanton and Waynesboro's roster, and I would assume most of the teams in the Valley League fall into similar ways, it's it's mostly juniors 
and seniors, or right, mostly those who have just finished their sophomore year or just finished their junior year of college. And, and so, you, you know, that obviously if you get the juniors and seniors, those players aren't even going to – I guess they're eligible for the Appalachian League, but that's not what the Appalachian League is, is going for. So okay. those players, that shouldn't hurt. And then the other thing is Lance told me, you know, it's it's really to be realistic. You're talking about mid-tier when you're talking about draft, uh, the Major League Baseball draft, the players that are in the Valley League. So you, you don't really see a lot of – occasionally you do, but you don't really see a lot of players come through the Valley that, that get drafted really high. So – from that standpoint, they felt like they weren't in direct competition with the Appalachian League. Do they worry about maybe kind of a trickle-down effect? Like, say, okay, let's say the Appalachian League is going for the players that normally would choose the Cape Cod League. If they get enough of them, the Cape Cod League is going to get players from somewhere. And then, you know, I know the Valley League considers itself that maybe that next tier uh, uh, with a group of, you know, three to four other wooden bat leagues uh, under the Cape Cod League, are, are they worried about being some of the players they would choose then choosing the Cape Cod over them? Sure. Uh, you, you mentioned the Cape Cod, and that, that is generally regarded as the top wooden bat summer league um, for college players. And and that's what Tyler said. He said he thinks that they're in – Appalachian League is probably in direct uh, competition with the Cape Cod League. They're, they're going for the exact same players, the younger players, the higher-tiered players. And so while the Appalachian League isn't going directly for the Valley League players, you're right. There is that trickle-down effect. Um, I think Tyler's words were, at the end of the day, we're, we're both in the same business, right? We're mm-hmm. both trying to get players. So the Cape Cod, if, if they find that that a lot of the players they wanted are going to the Appalachian League, they're going to still need players, right? And so they're going to bring in players. And, you know, that that may not even draw directly from the Valley League, but that may draw from the Northwestern League or the Alaskan League or something like that. And then those then players are going to go there and eventually it's going to affect the Valley League. So, yeah, while it's not going to have a direct impact, I do think think you'll see some trickle down uh, effect there and the Valley will lose. Because let's face it, the Appalachian League is looking at three at three hundred and twenty players or. Some something like that. It's 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 in the low three hundreds that they're looking at to fill their rosters. <laughs> That's three hundred college players mm-hmm. that are you know that would have been in one of these that most likely would have been in one of these other summer leagues. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to have a bit of an effect. Uh, it's just kind of at this point, wait and see how much of an impact it will have on leagues like the Valley. But you're right. If you look at the the top. Top ten, like you know, they always rank. You always see these rankings for the for the wooden bat leagues, and there's about I looked just out of curiosity. I think there's 32 yeah. of those leagues in in the, in the country. The Valley League is generally in the top ten uh, when mm-hmm. you when you, you know it varies. You know they they anywhere from you know five six down to to nine or ten, but they're usually one of the top ten. So they're one of the top third uh, summer leagues in the country. So, yeah, I, I think you're going to see maybe a few talented players that don't go there. But is it going to be so drastic that the fans notice it? Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Right. Uh, so was your impression after talking to these guys that they still think the quality of players they're able to bring in will still be similar to what they currently have to the point where fans won't notice that or fans won't notice it enough to stop coming? 
yeah, I, I think they they feel certainly certain that it's going to be. You're not going to see a, enough of a talent drop off, where the fans are going to notice it, okay. and maybe these coaches who are around it every day mm-hmm. will see a little bit. But but let's face it, you and I have seen a lot of Valley League games. You get a lot of players in there anyway that didn't start for their college teams, right? I mean, you get players in there that are just looking to get some innings in over the summer. Their their college coach says, okay, you know, you you are backup third baseman mm-hmm. or you know backup. Uh, corner infielder and we want to see how good you can be but you need some innings and so we're going to send you to to stanton for the summer and hopefully they give you regular playing time and you'll come back to us and and be better so really you know the valley league fans are seeing a lot of players that that maybe didn't didn't get a lot of experience anyway in college um so honestly i think fans go out for good baseball but i think Let's face it. Most Valley League fans go out just for a good time, right? You, sure. you love baseball. You want to go out and see. You want to see a good game, but you understand that you're not going out to see anything that's that's even resembles, you know, upper minor league baseball or anything like that. You just know it's going to be some 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 players who are trying hard and and, and working their way up and, and hoping to, to get a break in college, and you, you hope to see some good baseball. So yeah, Tyler and Lance both gave me the impression that they didn't think the talent drop off was going to be so drastic that that all of a sudden fans are going to just decide not to, to come out. Uh, honestly, they're battling a lot more issues than, than that right now with, with a, a year off from baseball uh, it, it, no idea what is going to happen next year with COVID. I mean, uh, you know, we still might be in, in this pandemic come the time, time to start the 2021 Valley league. And so what do they do at that point? Um, so really, They've got a lot more concern uh, uh, concerns on their mind than than the Appalachian League at this point. Yeah, well, and I was getting ready to say, you know, what a terrible time for that is. You're you're trying right now to just see if you can play baseball after the year you had to take off because of the pandemic, and now you have competition that's directly funded by Major League Baseball. And let's talk about that. I mean, the aspect that Major League Baseball is pumping their own money into this is kind of just like another thing. Like I, I know. The Valley League, I'm not sure the numbers, but I know the Valley League, I believe, gets a grant from Major League Baseball as is, but it's not the kind of money that Major League Baseball is talking about pumping into this league. And they're talking about sending like marketing and all kinds of promotions uh, help to help start this league too and, and get it like rebranded from a minor league to a summer wooden bat league. It just feels like now the Valley League is not only going up against a new league, where, you know, if it's a brand new league, you might be like, yeah, okay, you're a new league. You're going to try to get the players that we want, but you're new. You don't know what you're doing. Maybe, maybe we've, we've done this for, you know, decades. We're going to be fine to now. Okay. Well, this league has existed. These teams and personnel have existed. They've been in the professional side and now the tops of the professionals in major league baseball are pumping money into it. What, what about you as where you feel about that? Cause I know, as a fan of the Valley league, like when I saw this, my first reaction was, well, this is about as much bad news as the Valley baseball (laughs) league can handle right now. I believe with having taken a year off and now you have a huge competitor, whether I whether they're going for the same players or not, it's going to trickle down in my opinion. And now this league is funded by major league baseball in a serious way in a similar geographic region as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious too. You mentioned that grant that the Valley league gets and I, and I, I know a lot of other summer leagues get those kind of grants. 
will that continue? You know, if Major mm-hmm. League Baseball is now saying, okay, we're going to have our own summer collegiate league and we're going to fund it and we're going to put all the marketing money into that, how long before they decide, uh, you know, maybe we, maybe, because Major League Baseball is trying to cut money. I, I mean, that's the reason they did this in the first place, even though they're, they're funding this league. It's not nearly what they were paying for all of the uh, all the minor league players in the Appalachian, mm-hmm. right? So, so you know they're in a cost cutting uh, mode at this point. So, how long before they decide? Eh, you know, maybe these grants to these other competitor leagues are, are not worth it to us. Uh, I haven't heard that. Uh, that's just my my opinion. That if you look at at Valley League and you, you follow the money, that's <laughs> that might be something that that happens down the road. Uh, and then if you're a player, too, think of this. If you're a if, if you're a, a, a college player, you came out of high school or you, you, you just finished your freshman year, you're hearing that, hey, Major League Baseball thinks I'm, I'm pretty good. Maybe the, maybe I'll get drafted here in a, in a few years. And all of a sudden, the league that's funded by Major League Baseball wants you to come and play for them and be trained by some of their coaches. You're 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 a fool not to go to that league, right? I mean, why would you choose? You know, why would you choose that league? Uh, Why would you not choose that league and decide to go to you know Alaska or out to California or or even up to the Cape Cod League? Which I understand the Cape Cod League is 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 impressive and 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 you want to play there and and you'll get seen and and a lot of great major league players have come out of that, but. I don't know. I, I think at this point you would have to choose the Appalachian League. I'm curious how I'm curious how the Appalachian League deals with this as far as fans, because you go from watching minor league players who I understand it was rookie advanced. Most of those players were never going to see the major leagues, but they still there's something about going out and watching professional baseball players, and, and you were part of a part of a team. If you're in Pulaski, you're part of the Yankees organization. Mm-hmm. Right? You, those players, maybe, maybe someday you're going to see them playing for the New York Yankees and you can say, Hey, I saw them win. Now, now you're even below that rookie advanced level. You're at college players who, who knows if they're ever going to, you know, even if they get drafted or <laughs> are they ever right, going right. to play major league baseball. And so I, I curious how these towns are going to deal with it, how these long, Longtime fans of baseball in these cities like Bristol and Danville and Pulaski, are, are they gonna are, are they gonna buy in to these these teams? Um, yeah, I know that Major League I know that Major League Baseball said they're gonna try to rename all of these teams and give them team give them nicknames that are you know have some footprint in in that city uh, and try to buy in with that. But I don't know. I, I just I'm curious how that works because I know I've been. To Pulaski, and, and that's a great ballpark. That mm-hmm. is just a great for that level of ball. That was a great ballpark. It was fun to go watch games there. You know, I, I'm curious how many fans are going to come out and see college players and, as opposed to, to minor league players. Yeah, it's a great point. And I know also, like, to kind of flip it a little bit, how how much this is going to do damage to some of the major league brands in those cities because. Because even though it's maybe a long shot for some of those guys to make it to the majors, those affiliates and those players, if they do, I mean, people in those areas become fans of those players watching them play in that town. And then if they see them on the major league level, they're like, I remember that guy. I'm, I liked him when he played here. And that, that makes them a fan of that team. I know 
you know, that area, uh, Pulaski used to be the Braves and then the Braves moved to Danville and that coupled with the TBS stuff that made a lot of Braves fans in that area. That area is very Atlanta Braves heavy, um, more so than the nationals or the Orioles who, according to TV rights, that's their area. But, um, so I, I wonder about that too. I think that's going to be interesting. Um, but here's the other question I want to pose to you and get your opinion on if this league succeeds, if major league baseball gets what they want out of this in terms of the Appalachian league, there was more than just the 10 teams from the Appalachian league that were eliminated from minor league baseball, minor league baseball cut, I think it was 42 or so teams. I believe it was the number. And so those are other leagues too, that are getting cut. Do you think major league baseball looks and says, let's open another one of these leagues. Let's open one. In, maybe, maybe the Appalachian league is like their East league and maybe they make a Midwest league and maybe a, a, a central and a West league uh, kind of deal. I, I could certainly see that happening. I, I think they're going to at least give it some time. I think they're going to see how well the Appalachian league works, but if they get into this and, uh, you know, a, a couple of years in and, and I don't know how long they can afford to wait, honestly, mm-hmm. with, with some of those teams, right? But I think they're going to at least see if it works, at least give it a year, right? And see how right. that first year goes. And then, yeah, I, I could see I could see that happening with some of these other minor league uh, teams. Why not? Because then if you, if, you, if you branch out and have teams throughout the country, then it's a lot easier for college to convince college players to come too, right? At this point, you're going to get college players, but, but how many college players are you going to get from – from the West coast, right? I right, mean, right. How many California kids, how many Oregon kids are going to say, yeah, I'm going to go spend my summer in Pulaski. Now there's one thing, if you get drafted and you were paid, even though I guess paid is the correct word, although <laughs> yeah. minor league players, yeah. minor league players weren't exactly making a lot of money, but it, it is one thing. If you have a contract and you're paid and you said, okay, this is a team you're going to, it's another to say, okay, you're going to go live with, yeah, I don't know. Are they going to use host families? Is that what they're going to do? Kind of like the Valley League does. Well, um, I know. I know Pulaski, the the minor league team, at least put their players up in a in a hotel. Yeah, because uh, I stayed. <laughs> I stayed in that hotel when I went down to cover uh, the the VHSL mm-hmm. uh, state semifinals. We were down there, and, and we had a couple of local teams. I, I stayed in a hotel in Pulaski. Didn't know what I was getting into. I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll stay here. We found a hotel. My boss paid for it. I went down and I was talking to people. I was like, yeah, this is the hotel where the, you know, when the team's in town, this is where the players live. So, you know, I don't know where these players are going to live, but again, if I'm from California, I don't think I'm coming to, to Pulaski or to Bristol to spend mm-hmm. my summer. So yeah, let's, let's get leagues in the Midwest. Let's get a league out West someplace. Let's get one in the Southwest. And then you've got all your markets covered. Your players don't have to travel that far. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I could certainly see that happening. Now I haven't heard major league baseball has plans to do that, but then again, this kind of caught me by surprise. Yeah. This seemed <laughs> to kind of just kind of the Appalachian league. Right. Yeah. This seemed to kind of just happen. Um, I, I yeah. heard, Hey, we're getting rid of these teams and we're getting rid of this, these leagues and that that'll be the end of them. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know what, what if we do this? And then once that news started to break, it just kind of happened. So it seemed like maybe they were behind the scenes. And that's what makes me wonder about that, right? I mean, I think we've already talked about this, about who maybe they're competing with to get players. And probably the Cape Cod is the one that stands out because it's the best summer wooden bat league by a mile right now. 
Um, and I guess, you know, a part of the reason is just where that league is. It's in the Cape Cod region and a lot of rich people live there. Sure. It's a great place for a, a college kid. If he's looking for to play summer baseball, he gets to live at some rich person's house for a summer. And that's, that's a pretty sweet deal. I could see that still being the case uh, where some college kid is like, you know what? Uh, maybe instead of living in Danville for a summer, I'll live in the Cape Cod. Um, I could see that, but if, if Especially this a is that's good enough, that's right. Like, I'm gonna be he knows active. he's going to be playing. The, yeah. I'm already on the radar and major league baseball knows about me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, going to the Cape Cod is not going to hurt me that much. So yeah, they're, they're going to be those players. Sure. But you know that we talk about that, that group that is maybe wondering or trying to get noticed by major league baseball, maybe doesn't feel like they're getting enough, uh, pub. So they go to this league and it's a success. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the concern, uh, at least for me, uh, again, a Valley League fan. I've grown up in the Valley my whole life. I've watched Valley Baseball League most of my life. And, I, you know, I love these teams. I love this league. And then you wonder w- with this kind of news again, and I know we're, we're rehashing some stuff, but it just feels like even if they're not like looking at the players the Valley League are getting and saying we want those same caliber players and they're saying we want the players better than that, uh, we've already talked on this. I, I just... That was the one thing when I read your article, which was very well written, and I highly recommend it again, Stanton Newsleader. Uh, and it's written by Patrick Height. I'm sure um, we retweeted it on 40 Sports. We'll retweet it again here so you can be sure to see it again. But it was the one part of the article where I was like, if you think this isn't going to affect the Valley at all, I don't know. Like, <laughs> And I know you were just quoting people, but that was the one part of the article where I was like, I just I would be shocked if the Valley Baseball League doesn't lose any quality of player here. Well, and and, and let's let's be honest. Even if they don't, even if this one league doesn't hurt them drastically, what we were just talking about, if Major League Baseball decides it's a success, and let's add a, a league in the Midwest and let's add a league in the Southwest, and all of a sudden, then then you're going to start seeing it hurt these leagues because all of a sudden you go from. 320 players needed to, you know, well over what a thousand or, or, or more players that need mm-hmm. to fill all of their leagues. And, and part of me wonders, I, I guess this could help major league baseball, but, but part of me wonders how much major league baseball in trying to do this is just hurting the sport. I, they've done so much to try to kill off the younger generation. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they have done their best. To, to, to make sure that, that, that kids do not enjoy baseball or don't not just don't enjoy baseball, just don't care about baseball. Just don't even hardly realize that major league baseball exists. Right. Mm-hmm. What if, I mean, what if you start adding all of these, you, you got rid of these minor league teams, you make them into college summer leagues, then you kill off all of these summer collegiate leagues where, you know, at least you had a chance to get, a summer night, kids walk out, watch baseball, learn to like the sport. You get rid of that. So all of a sudden now, if you're in Stanton or Waynesboro or, or Winchester, you don't have that opportunity to go see those games. Um, you know, I just, I can't, it, it, I, I'm not surprised because Major League Baseball has not been shown to be real smart in how they market the game. But I could see that really hurting the game if, if that's what happens. If, if you know, we're, we're, projecting a lot right i mean this is mm-hmm. a, a lot would happen but if they do convert several other leagues into to summer leagues 
and get rid of all of these exist or force all these existing summer leagues out of business. I don't know. I, I just don't know how that helps baseball at all. I, I think it hurts you from a fan perspective. It hurts you from a PR perspective. And, you know, does it really help you when it comes to, to grooming players for the league? Right. And, well, and I think this was my number one gripe when they announced their plan to kind of contract these minor league teams. And so many of them is just for a lot of these communities, the the teams and the the leagues that were being axed are teams that aren't anywhere near a major league ballpark. So you're not really encouraging people to go to more baseball games. You're just saying, hey, we're you know what? We you're, There's not a major league team near you. And we're going to take away your minor league team. So no baseball for you. Like, and it does kind of feel that way. And I know they've said, you know, they're going to have these, I can't remember exactly the freedom leagues or whatever they're calling them um, where, but it's kind of like what you have already talked about. It's not the same as what the Appalachian league was. I mean, it was professional baseball and now it's not now it's amateur baseball. Um, maybe, maybe some of the players that they're able to bring in are better than people that would be in that league before, but as a whole, you know, it's that argument you hear every year when people say, oh, Alabama could beat you know, the Cleveland Browns or whoever, and people who actually know the sport go, that is the dumbest thing you could ever say, because believe it or not, the Cleveland Browns are professional football players, every single one of them. And Alabama maybe has a lot of kids that are going to be professional football players, but not all of them. And, and that yeah. class will get shown on a field pretty quickly. Yeah, it's I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I like like we said, you know, Major League Baseball's not not been <laughs> real smart over the years anyway. So why should this change? But um, but I, I hope just for the sake of of the Valley League and and other leagues like it, because we're we're in the Valley. We watch those Valley League teams. But I'm sure all of these other summer leagues are just like that, where they have fans that have been coming to it for years. It's just a great way to spend your summer night. Uh, the players enjoy coming, I think, to those cities and just spending time and getting to know a, a new family and getting to know a bunch of new teammates. It's just great for for the sport of baseball. I hope that we don't see that end anytime soon. I, I, I'm like you. I've, I've got concerns. I'm, I'm fearful of it. But let's try to be optimistic. I'll try to be more like Lance and Tyler and say, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to hurt us that bad. Yeah, um, and, and hope we we see. Um, they're ready for next year. Both both of them told me they've got rosters all ready to go. Um, obviously, there'll be some uh, some changes there as we get closer, but they're ready to go. They just need COVID to to. I'd say they need COVID to go away. Although I talked to Tyler a little bit, I said, "What about the Rockingham County Baseball League? You know, they played <laughs> this this yeah. summer. Uh, that's you know, for those who don't know that, it's a it's an adult baseball league, but, but they attract uh, some college players, at least from, from locally in the, in the like Harrisonburg um, area. So, and, and they played a abbreviated season, but a season this year. And I guess for successful, I, I didn't hear of maybe, maybe their PR team's really good and just didn't announce it, but I didn't hear of anybody contracting COVID from that, even though, we saw some pictures of Stan. I say they're at the end. They're at the end. They got the PR team didn't do a good job, but yeah, <laughs> they were at JMU. They were playing games at JMU there for the finals, and and yeah, they didn't do a real. I don't know who to blame if it's the Rocky County League, JMU combination of the two. They did not do a good job as far as uh, keeping socially uh, socially distanced to fans because mm-hmm. the fans were packed into that stadium. But they did play a season. It went 
successful. They finished it. Uh, yeah. It was successful as far as anybody. <laughs> they finished the season. So, you know, talking to Tyler, he's like, yeah, you know, we, we, we watched that. We, we learned a little bit. And so maybe next summer, even if, if we're still in a pandemic, they're going to maybe try to play. The, the difference there, obviously, is, and Tyler brought this up, the Rockingham County League, there's, those are players that, that live in the area. Mm-hmm. They, they go, they play, they go home. The college players that come in for the Valley League live with a, uh, live with a host family. And so you, you've got to be a little cautious that you don't risk the host family's health, right? You, you bring in players from out of, the, out of state. Uh, you, you set them up with a host player, or even, even though they go to a game or, and they, they are infected and then they go home to this host family. So that's the one thing that Valley League has to be careful about is, is to protect those host families, something the Rockingham County Baseball League did need to worry about. But well, I, know. I know the Valley's ready to play, and, and they're just hoping that things pan out. So come uh, come June, they're back on the field this year. I know that the Valley League, some of the teams in the Valley League struggle to find enough host families when there's not a pandemic. So add the pandemic, it's going to be even more difficult. So I, I get that, yeah, I mean, too. Would you, bring in, would you bring in a college kid? If they no. Would bring in a, a college kid from Florida. <laughs> no. I, I, no. I mean, you know, okay, I, I love this kid. He might be a great kid. But yeah. I'm not sure I want him in my house yeah. for, for a whole summer. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. You're going to see the number of, of, of host families go down uh, this summer uh, unless there's some miracle cure before uh, before June. Well, and then you you, you mentioned the RCBL. Uh, I do think, for the most part, that's a league that won't be impacted by this at all because, for the most part, it's adults that are playing in that league. And the occasional college – maybe the occasional college kid disappears. But uh, that's a league that, I mean uh, – I saw someone on social media saying, everyone's talking about the Valley League. Well, what does this do to the RCBL? I mean, the RCBL is packed with people that have been <laughs> no, graduated from college for the most part yeah. for years. So I don't think that's – I would be shocked if this does anything to the RCBL. No, I mean, even the college players that are there are mostly – Yeah, like Harrisonburg or Bridgewater. EMU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe the occasional JMU player, maybe. Right. Uh, if they're doing summer school. And well, I think the, there. yeah, I think the JMU kids they got was because the Valley League wasn't around this year. I think both yeah, of those kids were right. committed this, to I Valley League past teams. Year was, yeah, you're right. This past year, you, you got to throw that out. Those, right. A lot of those players that played this past year aren't going to be back. But the college players that do typically play for the RCBL are really those Division three college players from around Harrisonburg. And you're right, older players, players who are just out of college or have, you know, have been playing baseball for forever. And so, yeah, I don't see this impacting the RCBL at all. Um, I, I, I do think the Valley League has to be at least cautious of, of what's happening. All right. Well, we'll get you out of here the same way we do everybody on 4D Sports. I know you've been asked this on Yak Sports, but again, most of our listeners probably don't listen to that one because it's so uh, focused on Augusta <laughs> County and Waynesboro and Stanton. Um, but what is your favorite animated Disney movie? My favorite animated Disney movie. Sam, I always struggle with this because you're a Disney aficionado, aficionado too. <laughs> I think it's Inside Out. Okay. Although you could argue, right? You could argue that that it's a Pixar film. So it's owned by Disney, but is it a true Disney film? I think now so it is. We'll count it because that, to me, once Disney buys that, it, love, yeah, once Disney buys it, it's Disney's. <laughs> Well, so then I could throw in the Marvel movies too, because they're not animated. Um, they're not animated. Uh, that's right. They're, 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 that's right. We're and they're animated. bad. Um, and they're bad. But yeah. No, they're they're not really. <laughs> I, so, 
so we're going off on a tangent here real quick. I um I'd never been a superhero fan, right? I, I just that's just was not me. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was um after uh is it Chadwick Boseman, uh mm-hmm. the Black Panther passed away. You know, I kept hearing people talk about how even when it came out, I remember when Black Panther came out, people talked about how great it was. But after he passed away, they were saying how good the movie was. And I was like, I'd like to watch it, but I'm I'm one of these people that I feel like I had to watch all the other movies before I watched it because I felt like I'd miss out on something. And I've got Disney Plus anyway. So I said, what the heck? So I looked up something to say, how do you watch all the Marvel movies? What's the correct order? And I have been watching all of them. I'm down to two. I've got um, Ant-Man and Wasp and and Endgame um, left to watch. Actually, I think there's a Spider-Man movie after that as well. That's not on Disney Plus for some reason. But so I've been watching these Marvel movies and, and I've I gotta admit I've enjoyed them. I, I've I'm not a superhero person. I didn't think I was gonna like them. I have I really like them, especially the Thor movies. Like I really think the Thor <laughs> the Thor movies are great. I love Thor. Um and and, uh, and Captain America movie, Captain America Civil War, I thought was just a, a really, really good movie. Oh, so, no. So anyway, I'm sorry, we're off on that, but but back to the to the uh, to the um to the animated movies. Yeah, I, I guess I'd go inside out if mm-hmm. if you want to go strictly old old school uh, Disney. I love the Lion King as well. You can't yes. go wrong with the Lion King, but um, but Inside Out's so good. It's just so well done, and, and it got such an important message too. I think that for 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 especially for anybody, but especially kids to watch that movie. I think it's so important. So I love that movie. Yeah, I agree with you. Inside Out is a is a great one. Um, and if you're going classics, obviously it is Lion King. And I know John Leonard, who likes to listen to this, and Yank Sports will agree with that. Um, so we, um, but to go back to your Marvel thing, and this is my because you brought it up, so now it's going to be a thing. My biggest problem with those movies, especially Civil War, like when you said Civil War, it was like stabbing me. I love that movie. No, the the we're having this big philosophical debate in this movie that they could have they could have made a broader point that it was like they wanted to make a point in the movie, but then they're like, oh well, when we're making this big point with this huge disagreement, like they're gonna be joking the entire time they're fighting. Oh, and it's a bunch of superheroes, and no one dies. I'm just like, no, like, that's not what's going to happen in that scenario. Like, and at the end, they're like, oh, I know we just had this big fight, but we're still best friends. And I'm like, no, you're not best friends because you're talking about two very different points of view that would absolutely change the way, like, the world operates. I don't know, but but shouldn't that be how America goes, right? No. I, I could have a different <laughs> viewpoint than, than you. But have you not learned anything, Patrick? <laughs> Mean Are I you not to, on Twitter? It's not the way America operates. Yes. But maybe it's the way America should operate is that even though I have a, a difference of opinion with you, um, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not ready to kill you. And it doesn't mean that we can't ever, ever be friends again. Now, you say that nobody dies. And uh, honestly, I have not watched Endgame. So don't in Civil War, in Civil War, no one but dies. In Civil War, they don't. But eventually, when you get to Infinity War, right? right I mean, stuff starts. Don't well, worry. Bad things start to happen. Yeah. Bad thing. And I'm assuming that not everything that bad happened in that movie will. will yeah, it's be, a Disney uh, movie. Don't worry. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> but 
good. I've heard good things about Endgame, so I'm excited about that. But that's where I'm at at this point. Um, but I don't know. I've enjoyed it. And I think the Thor stuff is funny. Like, like I'm not big on the, 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 the I don't know. I, I guess I, I didn't think I was going to like the Thor stuff. Mm-hmm. But just the character himself is so funny. I think it's so well written. And, and I just thought, especially uh, Thor Ragnarok, I, th- I thought it was a great movie. I've seen it twice. I actually watched it twice. I watched it the first time on Disney Plus, and then it came on TV like a few nights later. And I was just sitting there, and I was like, right, I'm going to start watching it. I'll probably turn it eventually. And I couldn't turn it. I was like, oh, I'll just keep watching it. I, I liked it that much. So, yeah. But I'm I mean, sorry. I, I'm sorry that I like Marvel movies, but I do enjoy them. Yeah. I mean, the Thor, the first one I was fine with, the first Thor. And then, like, as they kept going, I was like, I'm liking these less and less each time. And then it, I just kind of felt that way about the Marvel movies in general. Like, I, this is an unpopular opinion, especially for, you know, someone who loves Disney. I actually like the DC movies better. I know everybody hates the DC oh. movies. And they're like, oh, those are too dark. And I'm like, yeah, because you're fighting super villains. Like, it's good versus evil. Like, we're not going to be joking the entire time we're fighting evil. Uh, I don't know. I the joking's fun, though. I enjoy watching that. The, oh, I will the say this. Are great. Tony the, Stark, I mean. Yes, I liked Iron See, Iron Man I loved. I thought Iron Man Iron is the good. best. I think that's the best Marvel movie by far. Really? See, Iron Man was good. Iron Man 2. Yeah. And three, I just I wasn't huge. I wasn't a huge fan of either. I agree. Movie. I thought Iron Man was good. It's probably um, the lack of Jeff and, Bridges. And I, the, the character's good. Like I <laughs> yeah. think I, I think you know Robert Downey Jr. is all. I think I think the Tony Stark Iron Man character is really good. Um, it's just I, I don't know the movies themselves. I wasn't sold on. Like when he's in other movies, I think it's great. Spider Man. Um, you know I've enjoyed uh... the Spider Man. I, I think. Uh, I think that's got some good, good stuff. And he's a Tom, Tom Holland. Is he the, uh, I think he's the, the, the current one. Now? Yeah. Um, I think he's really good. I, I think <laughs> I enjoy watching, watching that. So I'm okay with, with the Marvel movies. I've enjoyed them. They're never going to be, you know, if you ask me my favorite movies of all time, the Marvel movies aren't going to end up in there, but as a whole, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the experience. Sure. Um, and you know, I, I think, their quality that's fair that's fair um i will say like to to kind of counter my dc point when i was watching batman versus superman there was some flaws one it just felt like because it came out around the same time civil war did so it kind of felt like dc was like oh we need that big blockbuster we haven't done any of the groundwork that marvel did to lay up to civil war so let's just slam it all together and that was a big problem, number one. And problem number two was like, and I don't know if you've seen this, and if you haven't and you want to see it, just say so. I won't spoil it. But No, I, I don't think I'm going to get into any more uh, superhero, uh, superhero stuff. Heroes. Great. Okay. I'll be finished Marvel, and that'll be, that'll be it. Yeah, well, if, you, if you're a listener and you have ambitions to watch Batman versus Superman, go ahead and <laughs> skip ahead about a minute. But they're fighting. Like Iron Man and Captain America, they're fighting. Batman is getting ready to end Superman. He is going to kill him. He's got this kryptonite weapon, and he's getting ready to end him. And Superman just says, tell Martha I love her, which, of course, is his mom's name. Well, that's also Batman's mom's name. So Batman goes, what did you say? And they bond over their moms both being named Martha. And then Batman decides he doesn't want to kill him. And I was like, and in the theater, this is, I was in the theater watching this, and I just went, what the hell? out loud 
And I was just, I just groaned. That that made me hate the rest of that movie and kind of ruined that movie for me. But before that, I was like, okay, this is a better movie than the Marvel Civil War for me. Um, I just, I don't know. I to me, it's a little. I don't like Captain America because the same reasons I don't like Superman. He is billed as this person that is Captain America even more so. He has no weakness. Superman's only weakness is a mineral that is super rare to find on Earth. So basically no weakness. And I'm like, okay. Um, It's hard for me to get into anything involving that guy when I know he's not in any legitimate danger. Oh, lose your shield and and Captain America's in a little bit of trouble. Ah, that's true. The vibranium. Yeah. He relies on that vibranium. Yep. Him and every other Marvel superhero. (laughs) You know, I'm never going to go down. I've I've seen message boards and people just really get into this and and nitpick and tear it all apart and and, and look at me. I'm never going to be to that level of fandom when it comes to Marvel. But when I'm done with this reviewing, I will be like, I've enjoyed that. That was great. Sure. I'm not saying I'll never go back and watch any of them. I might go back and watch them occasionally if they're on, but for the most part, I'll be done, and that'll be that. And I'm not going to obsess over the, the movies, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm, I watched them. So, All right. Well, it, so. <laughs> well, now that I've badgered you about your choice in Disney Marvel movies, um, <laughs> thank you for joining us and uh, talking about the Appalachian League and the article you wrote. And again, we'll retweet that on the 40 Sports page, but you can find more great articles by Patrick Hyde, especially if you do live in the Stanton uh, Waynesboro, Augusta County area. I'm sure you're already already familiar with Patrick Kite and the Stanton Newsletter. Be sure to check those out because he does a great job covering the local sports scene. Thank you again, Patrick. Hey, thanks, Joe. Again, I'd like to thank Patrick Kite for talking to us. And now we're going to bring on Matt Neal, one of the GMs at the Strasburg Express, to talk about the same issue and get the other perspective of this, of a team representative that is going to be dealing with this decision on the front end. Okay, and now we'll have Matt Neal of the Strasburg Express joining us. And Matt, thanks again for hopping on and talking to us here on 4D Sports. We just talked to Patrick Kite from the Stanton Newsleader about the Appalachian League, going from an advanced rookie league, professional baseball, to now a summer wooden bat league like the Valley League, even though while the same players might not be the same players you guys are going for, um, as a GM of the team or one of the GMs for the Strasburg Express, I know your brother Parker's another one. Do you guys worry about maybe this league, whether they're competing with the Cape Cod League or not for the top tier talent, that having a trickle down effect when it gets down to the Valley League like you guys? Certainly, there's going to be a trickle down effect to some degree. It's going to vary team by team within the league, right? The, mm-hmm. the rosters, um, it, it, and we'll get into it later. The purpose of this league. The Appalachian League is to target uh, major league prospects. So you're going to imagine mostly power five freshmen and sophomore guys for development. So the teams in our league, like us, like Waynesboro, like Charlottesville, uh, Stanton, Harrisonburg, teams that have freshmen and sophomore power five guys littering their rosters, we're going to feel an impact in that. Um, And so I think to just pretend that's not going to happen is kind of ignorant. Um, so we're going to have to work harder to mine those mid-level D1s uh, to fill our rosters out in the future. So I'll ask you this now, uh, and this was something that Patrick and I talked about, and you know, we didn't, he didn't have any answers. Maybe you can shed some light on this. I believe Major League Baseball gives a grant 
to the Valley League currently, if if my understanding of how this is operated in the past has been uh, been correct, uh, what does that what does happens with that? Maybe you maybe you know, maybe you don't. With Major League Baseball saying they're getting ready to pump in a bunch of money and put a bunch of personnel to get this Appalachian League started in this new kind of direction. So Major League Baseball gives the league a grant every year. Our league, they give mm-hmm. a handful of leagues these grants. Um, we appreciate any money we get. Uh, one of the challenges we've had is that uh, Major League Baseball has not enhanced that grant as cost of things have gone up. Uh, we get the same money now that we did 10, 15 years ago. Um, and they continue to tell the league that we just don't have the money, which uh, I think we'd all, all challenge that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they told all these players too, yeah. <laughs> But precisely. So, but to answer your question directly, um, they told uh, Bruce and my dad on phone calls this week uh, that 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 grant will not be going away. Okay, so that's good news for the Valley League. Then at least it's not going away, and that league will still or that money will still be there for the Valley League. Now, talking about the trickle down effect, also, um, what what kind of impact in do you think this will be? And I guess before we go into that, I, I want to ask, given what the league had to go through this last summer with the pandemic and not being able to play baseball, and now you have this, not just another league to compete with, but a league that seems to have the backing of Major League Baseball, the full backing in terms of money. We're sending marketing people to rebrand and and help your league and personnel to help coach these kids up. Uh is there a concern in Valley League meetings or or just for you in general that this couldn't really come at a worse time coming off of a year where you couldn't play because of the pandemic and now you're hoping to be able to play in summer 2021? And if you do, knowing that this this big league is also going to be competing with you, not in terms not just for players, but then also, you know, fans or anything like that. I don't know if the timing matters as much for us because this uh, the COVID era has impacted them as well. I mean, mm-hmm. this league is now defunct for a reason, right? So uh, the one thing about this league is that Major League Baseball is not doing this to lose money. Uh, they're going to try to, I'd imagine, gain some sort of profit off of this. So this league is going to have to turn some kind of revenue for them to justify it, uh, to have staying power. Um, but let's just take a step back for a second. So they had a phone call this week with our league, with other leagues, other uh, summer leagues that are associated or uh, endorsed by Major League Baseball mm-hmm. regarding this Appalachian League um, to kind of ease concerns, answer questions, stuff like that. The guy from Major League Baseball that handles the relationships between leagues and Major League Baseball uh, was not aware of this announcement prior to it happening. So he was taken back by this news, you can imagine. Um, how they are positioning this league is not as a summer league, as a developmental league. So they are not going to be trying to pull players from everywhere. They're going to target only uh, draft candidates to try to improve them. So them telling us this was supposedly to ease our concerns of them targeting the players that we do. Now, naturally speaking, if them and the Cape target the same players, some are going to have to pluck guys from us, from the Coastal Plains and stuff like that. Uh, So there's absolutely, there's a very real concern for this. My dad 
is kind of doom and gloom. He thinks it could be the death of summer league baseball. Um, I don't think Bruce believes that, and I don't either. I think reality is somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, we're going to have to work harder to target mid-level D1s, JUCOs, NAIAs, uncover kids like that to help build our rosters. Okay, and what about in terms of the product on the field? Um, I know if you're not getting the, the, the first choice players and you have to go to second choice players, obviously there's a little bit of a difference in talent there. And there's a reason the first choice players were first choice players. Uh, but do you think it's going to have an impact and, and do damage to the sport, not just, you know, Valley baseball league, but baseball in general. Um, we talked to, I talked about this with Patrick and he kind of shared when we got into, you know, our fears for the Valley baseball league over something like this, that baseball, for, for some people in the Valley, this the Valley Baseball League is the baseball they go see in person. They might watch Major League Baseball on TV, but they don't go because it's there's not a close game, uh, especially if you live in Waynesboro or Stanton. D.C. is the closest to you, and that's a drive. So you don't pack up the family and then go pay an absorbent amount of money to go watch the Washington Nationals when you can go pay five bucks a person and get in at the Waynesboro Generals or Stanton Braves or whoever. Uh, and Strasburg even the same way. I mean, D.C.'s closer but it's still a drive and if if this impacts the product on the field to the point where people lose interest in baseball and what kind of damage that does to the sport uh first i'll tackle the valley baseball league i don't think i mean we're maybe lying if we said it wouldn't impact the talent we see a little bit here but the reality is the bbl isn't pumping out first to second round guys every sure. year we are we are tops third fourth round to the back end rounds um, so we're still going to get those guys. Um, as far as the individual support, I don't think that the small towns and cities we live in go to these games expecting to see future Major League Baseball stars. They go to these games to see a high-quality baseball game to, to support their local team. Um, so that won't change. Now, if, if we go out there with a lot of uh, lower caliber players and we're losing 25 games this summer, the Strasburg uh, – you know, support will shrink a little bit as a way to anywhere else. <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, but no, so to answer your question, yes, it's going to be a blow, but I don't think it's going to be that substantial. Sure. So when we're talking now about the Appalachian league, and I think you're right. If, if major league baseball doesn't see a benefit from switching the Appalachian league to a summer wooden bat league in terms of, let's be honest, cash, they're not making money on this. Um, they won't keep it going. But if they do, is there a fear that this will just be the start? Because while the Appalachian League is a league that was killed off, there's more teams that were wiped out by this shrinking of minor league baseball than just the 10 teams in the Appalachian League. Is there a fear that maybe then it, these leagues become geographic-based? Like the prospects in this part of the country will go to the Appalachian League, and then there will be one on the West Coast and one in the, the middle of the country or the Midwest. Uh is that kind of a fear right now, or is it kind of just uh, we'll wait and see what this league does first? It was a fear of mine initially. Now, okay. with the phone call that they, with the phone call Major League Baseball had with the BBL and all these other leagues, um, they say that they're not going to financially back this thing to the degree we think they are. Um, hmm. That it's going to run more or less like most summer leagues. So yeah, they'll, they'll probably get some money, but they're not going to back the whole thing. So again, Major League Baseball collapsed these leagues to save money. So the, to then reopen all of those leagues up again for summer baseball leagues, 
those aren't going to make the kind of money that even a minor league team does. So I don't think long-term it's a sustainable plan for them. Um, so to answer your question directly, initially it did concern me greatly, but I think kind of taking, uh, taking a step back, taking a 10,000 foot view, um, there's a little concern there, but I, I, I think they're going to find out pretty fast that the summer, summer baseball isn't this real glorious thing. <laughs> It's, it's a, a lot of grind, a lot of rainouts, a lot of organization for little to no. It, it's very thankless work from volunteers. So they'll find out pretty fast. What about in terms of, you know, and this this is a way maybe that Major League Baseball does see more money just up front. They're not paying these kids. Like the minor leaguers didn't get paid a lot, but they were getting paid something. And now these kids won't get paid anything. Um, and, and I don't know if this came up in the Major League Baseball phone call or not, but is this going to be like a host family kind of deal where now they're looking for host families or they're putting these kids up somewhere uh, to have them be in this developmental league as they're calling it? I don't think they know yet. There's a whole lot oh, of details. Okay. That seems like a kind of big question. <laughs> There's a whole lot of details they haven't ironed out yet. And so that's kind of where I'm taking a wait and see approach to this thing mm-hmm. because they kind of, again, they've launched this whole initiative this whole program without talking to the guy within their own company that manages these leagues so i, I i'm wondering about the uh the thought process put into this um ultimately ultimately we'll see if what they're saying is true my initial feeling is that they were going to back this thing financially they're telling us they're not so let's take a wait and see if if, if they if, if they back these leagues 100 percent, there's a very real concern the other, other leagues could eventually die off um but I don't know what kind of staying power this is going to have. So, and I guess I'll ask you this. Um, I, I know you've you've already said you don't have a great concern about the Valley League as a league going anywhere. And you just, you touched on it. Um, obviously, the Cape Cod League, when you're talking summer baseball leagues, that's top dog, and it's top dog by a mile. And then you have like a group of secondary leagues. And the Valley League is you know, fringe secondary or tertiary league there. um, There's a lot of wooden bat leagues. And so if this does kill off some, obviously if it's a few, the Valley League need not be concerned. The the Valley League is high enough up in that pecking order to not be worried about it. I mean, even if a third of these summer wooden bat leagues disappear, I would imagine the Valley League wouldn't be one of them. Um, But at what point do you think the Valley Baseball League if if we're still talking about the Appalachian League in five years being around, is that something then that the Valley Baseball League maybe then needs to look and say, okay, what do we need to do to kind of maybe make our league more enticing uh, and and kind of bring in these better players so we can be sustaining and and survive? Oh. Potentially. I think that the greatest challenge that our league faces versus some other leagues like the Coastal Plains League, uh, the North Woods and stuff like that is the fact that we're all based in small towns. We're not in cities. We don't have ample opportunity uh, balance for our players and uh, summer, uh, you know, summer jobs and whatnot. So uh, we don't we don't have stadiums with a thousand, two thousand fans. We have small towns. So. Um, it kind of goes both ways, right? That the income for our league is never going to be great, but neither is the expense. So it, it kind of goes both ways, 50-50. Um, to your original point, if this league and COVID knocks out a third of summer league teams, I will be so happy. 
uh, because <laughs> <laughs> the the product of these leagues is getting so watered down. And for years, uh, when, we, when we first started, you know, you, you lose guys throughout the course of a summer. You call a, a, a D3 school or D2 school to find a quality guy to replace him. You can get that. Nowadays, that guy's playing in some backwoods league in his hometown, throwing 47 innings, and we're never going to see him because he's nominated against guys playing for, you know, American Legion, right? So, uh, so, the, so to my, in my opinion, the less leagues we have, the better of talent we're going to see anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope it does fill off some things. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I guess that was going to be my next point, and you just touched on it, the smaller towns versus, you know, and I, we talked about this with uh, Patrick earlier, and the Appalachian League can compete with the Cape Cod, and if it has the backing of Major League Baseball, that's a realistic goal then for the Appalachian League, in my opinion. If not, though, you're still having the argument then, okay, I'm a kid from, you know, Oklahoma or Texas or some school and I want to play in the majors, I can spend my summer in Danville or I can spend my summer in Cape Cod. I will spend my summer in Cape Cod. If I have a feeling I'm going to get drafted either way. Um, I'm going to spend my summer in Cape Cod where all the rich people live and I can be with a host family there versus I'm going to Danville, Virginia. Not that there's anything wrong with Danville, Virginia, but I think even Danville, Virginia knows it's not Cape Cod. So, um, and at that point, then the Appalachian League starts looking and maybe if they don't get enough Cape Cod players, then maybe they have to change their goals of what they're looking for. But that that is something you touched on versus it's already a problem for the Valley League, right? The small towns versus, you know, the Coastal Plains League. A lot of those are some of those teams are in in beach towns and kids get excited about that. Even if there's if they're not gonna have a summer job. OK, well, when I'm not playing or practicing, I can go to the beach or I can hang out in a small valley town. Um, now, I've lived in the valley my whole life. I love the valley. But that being said, if you're telling me, hey, do you want to spend your free time in, you know, Winchester, Virginia, or do you want to spend it at the beach? I'll I'll pick the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's that's part of our strategy, actually, is, is you have to take your challenges and make them you know, mm-hmm. opportunity. And, uh, and yes, if, if, if you're a guy that wants to spend your downtime at the beach uh, boozing away, enjoying the sun, you're probably not going to have an overly productive summer. Uh, so we can't offer you that. What we can offer you is an opportunity uh, to go no more than three and a half hours from Strasburg uh, to stay in your own bed every single night, uh, to be in somewhat of a routine and actually focus on baseball and not the other uh, distractions activities you can get involved yeah. in the summer. So what, what also is our weakness, we have learned to kind of make it to a strength. And that's not going to appeal to every kid, mm-hmm. but it's going to appeal to a lot. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's a great point. Um, that's probably why I never made it in baseball that, and I can't hit, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good enough anyway, but yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so then I guess the last question about this kind of topic, uh, when we're looking at whether major league baseball backs this thing or not, do you think that, and I know they've already said the grant is still going to be there. Do you see coming now, let's say all that is true. They don't fully back the Appalachian league. Like was originally reported. They don't, uh, kill the grant to the Valley baseball league and these other summer bat leagues. Um, not that we care about the other summer bat leagues, just the Valley league. Um, but coming back from COVID, obviously that's something that necessarily we aren't out of the woods yet. 
Um, I think fans of high school sports will tell you, and I cover high school sports, and I'll tell you, I'm look, I'm glad the VHSL has a plan. I'm still nervous that that whole like this is all based on getting out of phase three guidelines, and we're still in phase three. So that worries me as we get closer and closer to December. Uh, for the Valley League, if we get into the summer and we're still dealing with all this. Is that a concern? Is that something else? Or do you guys have, have you guys started to work on a plan to, as long as things don't get worse than this, trying to go forward? Oh, yeah. We've, we've got a schedule in place. In fact, we have okay. two schedules in place. We have with, with two different start dates, uh, depending upon what happens with baseball and how soon baseball starts. Because, uh, in my personal opinion, I, I hate competing with the high school for things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to have to try to, you know, balance practice time with them or interview with their kids or game schedules or anything. So to me, ideally the later we start, the better because a, we get more, we get more players in uh, and B, we don't mess up the. We, we discussed loosely our cash party uh, for uh, early you know, March of next year. So, um, you know, until it gets canceled, keep sure. Keep sure. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, and I'm ha- I'm happy to hear that. Is this uh, as a fan? I understand the logistics that it and the problems it causes logistically. Uh, but as a fan, love doubleheaders. Um, is that is that something that maybe gets more scheduled doubleheaders because of high school baseball ending later? than normal and just needing to get the schedule in. Yes. I've, I've championed uh, seven inning double headers for a couple of years now. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful idea to, to first off, I love double headers. Um, secondly, it's an opportunity for your team to make a big surge in standings in one day. And, and third, it also gives you more flexibility with your rain dates and your schedules. And so you have more, you have more off days built into your schedule. Um, so yes, I, I think double headers is by far a, easy way to look at adding flexibility uh, that being said the fact that we already have two schedules established i'm not sure that they, they did that <laughs> okay <laughs> still still not getting those double headers okay unless unless there's rain uh yes, which yes. there will probably be rain because it seems like the last two years that we had the valley league rain was playing a factor every day um rain's a rain's a factor and certain teams having uh, a lack of arms early the year tends to uh, enhance the rain outs on occasion. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but, yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad and I thank you for coming on to talk with us about this. I know there's still a lot to see what happens. Obviously, the Appalachian League hasn't started yet, so we don't know what kind of players they're getting. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if they've built rosters yet. And I know a lot of these Valley League teams have rosters. I know you guys have rosters built. I know Waynesboro Stanton have rosters built. And it seems like the Valley League uh, is kind of just waiting, as you said uh, just a few minutes ago, waiting for baseball to end so you guys can start. Because basically you guys have everything ready to go. You're just waiting for the all clear. Um, And I'm guessing that means that, you know, the host family problem, at least for the Strasburg Express, has not been an issue. No, it hasn't for us long term. We are, gosh, we are so blessed. Um, There are teams in the league that struggle with that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we thank them. We thank the good Lord that we're not one of them. Um, we don't have to go the hotel route or anything. We have so many fans that every year open their doors to our kids. Um, and that was the greatest, one of the driving factors to us canceling the league this year is because a lot of our fans are elderly folks. 
And we have kids flying in from Washington, from Texas, from Oklahoma to stay with a 70, 70-some-year-old couple. That, that's just not safe in this current environment. So um, thankfully for us, uh, whose families are not an issue, they were this past year. Uh, hopefully next year we're out of the woods. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on to talk about Appalachian League and maybe what that does to the Valley League, but then the there at the end, the Valley League and looking ahead to 2021, and hopefully we can get that league and hopefully things don't get worse and we can we can play baseball because I know I missed it this summer um, and it just wasn't the same not having the Valley Baseball League and getting to watch uh, Strasburg or Waynesboro or Stanton or Charlottesville or whoever it was. I mean, those are those are the four that are closest to me, and it seems like Strasburg and Charlottesville especially, those are the two teams that always seem to be playing in that championship here the past few years. They got us the past two years, uh, or the past two times we played them, so we're itching to get back and hopefully uh, – Hopefully get that third round sooner rather than later. There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Joe.